Hey guys, what is up? My name is Ethan Phillips. I'm a friend of Easton Hartzell. Um, and I'm going to be doing today's podcast, which I'm super excited about. But just a little bit about me. I am from Bountiful, Utah. Um, I grew up in Centerville, but then we decided to make a big change in life. I moved to Bountiful, which is 10 minutes away. And uh, um, I am a BYU student right now. I just finished my first semester. I served my mission in California, Santa Rosa. And then the second half of my mission, I served in Buenos Aires Sur in Argentina. Um, I had two missions because of COVID, so that was kind of neat. But today, um, oh, and quickly before we get into things, I know Easton says this, but I just want to reiterate, like, please share this podcast with your friends, um, whether that be through message, whether that be just saying it to them and send them the link. Like, just share it with as many people as you can because you never know when something said on here or something you say to them from what you learn can really help someone because God really uses us to answer other people's prayers. Um, but today, I want to talk about Matthew 1. So we've heard a couple of different takes on Matthew 1 and their interpretations of different things. And what was interesting to me is what stood out to me with Matthew 1 were actually the first like 17 verses, which stand out to no one. <laughs> like, I know you might be thinking I'm crazy when I say that, but it really was interesting to me because most of the time, at least when I've read this, and I'm sure as you guys have read this, you read it and you're like, okay, I'm just going to skip this because there's no point. I have no idea who any of these names are other than Judas and Abraham and maybe Jacob. And it's just talking about a bunch of names. And I'm just going to go on to the next part, get to the good stuff. And actually, I was reading Come Follow Me My Family, and we did the same thing. We skipped, like, the first 17. Um, but God always puts things and verses in the scriptures for a reason. There's always something to learn. And even though I'm still trying to figure out why many certain things are in the scriptures, um, I know with time, and if I really ponder it, I'll figure it out one day. But just a little background, Matthew. So Matthew, he was directing his book more towards the Jews, more towards the Jewish audience. That's why Matthew, you'll see a lot of scripture references from the Old Testament. Because Matthew is really trying to prove to the people that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. That this was the Messiah that they were waiting for, that they were praying for, and that they knew would be their salvation. But it wasn't actually or exactly the salvation they thought he would be. Um... In this time when Matthew was writing, the Jews, or when Christ came, the Jews were under the rule of the Romans. And what they expected from the Messiah is they expected like a political leader. Someone that would come and free them from the bond of captivity and bring them back to their homeland and restore them to their proper power. And that's what they expected from Jesus. And that's what they expected from the Messiah. But Matthew tries to show them that that is not what was needed at all. And I think many times, like us, we maybe expect certain answers or we want certain answers, even though that's not what we need at all. And it takes a little bit of convincing. And so Matthew, right off the bat, starts by showing that the prophecies have been fulfilled. That Jesus really was the Son of God, that He was the Messiah, that He did come from the house of David. And He shows once again that God always keeps His promises. The biggest promise that God gives in the Old Testament and any scripture is the promise of his son, Jesus Christ. 
the promise of his son being there to comfort us, to heal us, to help us, to strengthen us, to change us. And right off the bat, he shows that God once again kept that promise. And so that made me think a lot about the promises that God and that Jesus Christ give us and make to us. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Because in the New Testament, um, the phrase I will is used by Christ over 30 times where he's saying, I will do something. And we're not going to focus on all 30 of them because I don't want to take 30 minutes, but we're going to focus on six of them. And I think this is really important to know what the promises are because God and Jesus Christ always keep their promises. It's always just up to us to keep ours. And when I was on my mission, when I got down to Argentina and I left California, it was a very, very hard time for me. Arguably the most difficult time of my mission. And I just did not know what to do. And I was struggling a lot. I felt really unmotivated. I was a good missionary. I was obedient. And I wanted to do the right things. My only desire was to serve, to help the people, to love, to teach about Christ. But it felt like all I had was my desire. Like everything else was against me. And I remember one day, one P-Day, and this just shows how bad it got because I studied a lot on a P-Day and usually don't study on P-Days. Or at least usually I didn't. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do a study of trials. Like I want to study what the key to getting through trials is. And as I studied different stories, I studied about Job and I studied about different stories in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Book of Mormon. And what I came to find is that one way, I think the biggest way that I saw, other than Jesus Christ strengthening us through our trials, is that the thing that helped those people get through their trials and their problems were the promised blessings. We're having faith that those blessings were to come to pass. Like Job, when he went through everything, he still believed that Christ, or that he would rise at the end of the day and he would see God in the flesh. He believed that. He didn't matter. He didn't care what happened. He knew that that day would come. And that kept him faithful. And so that's why I want to study about these blessings. That's why I want to study about these promises and talk about them. Because as we go through our trials and as we go through our hard times, we can remember that Jesus is the Christ and he keeps his promises. That with all the inconsistency in the world, the one consistent thing is Christ and what he teaches us. So I'm going to go ahead and open up to a couple of them that are super quick. Um, The first one being John 6, verse 37. And this is where Christ talks about salvation. And I won't talk a lot about each and every one of these, but I just want to read them and keep them in mind. So um, he says in 637, all that the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. So Christ is saying that whoever comes to me, whoever comes to me, whether he be rich, whether he be poor, whether he be black, whether he be white, whether it does not matter, whoever comes to Christ, he will not cast out. His salvation is for everyone. The next scripture is Matthew 4, 19. And Matthew 4, 19, he says, And he saith unto them, unto the disciples, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So he says to them, I will make you fishers of men. And I think, obviously, he was talking about making them disciples. 
And Christ, as we follow him, as we strive to live the gospel, even though we're not perfect as it, at it, but we do our best, he will make us exactly what we need to be. He may not make us what we want to be, but he'll make us what we need to be. What we need to be is what's going to make us most happy. In Luke 6.47, the third promise that he makes is the following. He says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will shew you to whom he is like. And this verse is kind of confusing. Like when I read it, I was like, what does that mean exactly? But I studied about it a little bit. Um, And here, Christ is promising that as we follow him and as we do as he did, that he will guide us. He will guide us to make the right decisions in our life. He will show us the things that will help us most. Because he's been through this life. He's been through everything that we go through. And he knows how to help us. And he offers that help freely. And as we grow closer to him, he will guide us in everything that we need guidance with. Um, And then Matthew, this is a pretty famous one in the scriptures. Matthew 11, 28. Um, Christ says, come unto me, all ye that are labor, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so he's saying here that all of us that are stressed with school, all of us that are stressed with work, all of us that have a difficult social life, difficult family life, he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. I will give you comfort. I will help you be okay. And just like President Nelson said in this last general conference, that as we make covenants with Christ, as we come unto him through our covenants, he gives us rest. I love that analogy that he said that how we get to kneel down at the altar and rest because the covenants and the power that we get from them is what gives us rest in this life. Um, and then the next one is John fourteen sixteen, where it says, And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. So Christ is saying that he will pray to the Father that he will give us the comforter. And the comforter being the Holy Spirit, to guide us and to comfort us. And I, for one, am very, very grateful for the Holy Spirit, especially in these times. These times that we live in, like President Nelson said, without the Spirit, it will be impossible to live spiritually. But with the Spirit, we can feel joy in this life. With the Spirit, we can feel closeness to our Heavenly Father. We can feel love in our hearts, that pure love of Christ. And then in John, in the same chapter, in 14.3, it says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So here he's promising us eternity in heaven. He's promising us that yet again, even though his mission on the earth is over, he is going to go and he is going to prepare a place for us. He's going to prepare us a nice house that's got our name on it if we want it. He's going to prepare us nice things, anything, everything that we need and that we could ever truly want. He will prepare it for us. And I love that part that says, I will come again. Because many times I think we go through life and we feel that Christ is not with us. I know for me, since I've been home from the mission, and I think this happens to every return missionary, you feel that You just don't have the spirit as much as you had it before. And you don't have as many experiences with the Savior as much as you did before. And I know he's never left me. But sometimes it feels like he has. 
But this scripture gives me comfort as I hear him say, I will come again. Because I know however dark it gets for me, however dark it gets for you, that Christ will come again. That he will, that he is coming again. I really enjoy doing this study as I prepared for this because I just know that Christ, he loves us so much. And I know that he keeps his promises. So if you're struggling, if you need rest, if you need guidance, whatever it may be that you need, I promise you that Jesus Christ is the answer and that he keeps his promises. I love the Savior and I'm so grateful for him. And I want to invite you guys that as you study this New Testament, that you pay attention to the promises that Christ makes. You pay attention to the promises that he makes and what he asks of us. Because really it's a sure thing. As long as we do our part, and even if we can't do all of our part, but we try, he will do his and he'll do the rest of ours. I love you guys and I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.